know, local colleges and things like that. And Rocky Mountain Sports Report is starting to grow a little bit. Uh, Matt is starting to expand. and We're going to try to get more into national coverage and, and things like that. So uh, expect more uh, things coming from uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Report other than just, you know, Colorado or this region uh, of sports. So. And uh, would you mind talking to us about your seasoning and rubs, which I had the pleasure of having using them the other day? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Willow seasonings and blends. Uh, I started this up. I've been I've been an avid griller and smoker for oh boy, probably thirty years now. And um, you always go into the store and you go in there and there's just hundreds of rubs there. And you look there and you're like, man, what do I want? Uh, and you look at a bottle. Oh, this is a cool picture. I'm going to buy this one. So you buy it based off the label and then you get home and it's not that great. And so I finally got to a point a couple of years ago. I said, you know what? I'm going to start developing my own blend. And so I started working with it, toying with it, things like that. And, um, People started asking me, why aren't you selling this stuff? And I, I thought they were just being nice because they're friends and family. So I actually reached out to people in the barbecue community and they all loved it. And uh, one guy who owns a barbecue shop up in uh, Loveland, Colorado, north of Denver, said we need to get this in as many stores as possible as soon as possible. So we are now in six stores in the Colorado area. We ship anywhere in the 48 uh, continental United States. Um, You've had it. You've tried it, Kenny. Um, I appreciate your great feedback that you gave us on a Google review. Um, and we have a couple of right now we have a, a sweet heat, which is a sweet rub with a little bit of a kick has some cayenne and chili powder to add a little bit of heat. It's not overpowering. And then we have a sweet smoke, which is a another sweet rub, but it has a smoke uh, element to it. And then we are also uh, in development right now of a high elevation SPG um, and which is a salt, pepper, garlic uh, blend. And then we're also working on a fajita seasoning as well. Hoping to have all those out on the market within the next month. Absolutely. So, but Thank I appreciate you, you letting me uh, talk about willow seasonings. Absolutely. We looks like uh, we may have had a little sound issue at the very beginning, but it looks like it's Matt. If you can hear us, Matt saying good evening, gents, and Kurt is saying it sound okay now. So I believe we are okay. But can somebody just confirm that, please? And then Carson, uh, please, uh, real quick, can you uh, promote your channel again on the, your YouTube for our yeah? Uh, if you guys like casino gambling content, uh, we stream three times a week over on my Twitch channel. Uh, you'll find all your Casino needs, blackjack, crap, slots, roulette, the whole nine yards. Um, we go live three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 8.30 Eastern time. And you can uh, catch us on our highlight videos on my YouTube channel Tuesdays and Thursdays at uh, 4.30 Eastern time. Absolutely. And uh, just got the thumbs up that they can hear us. So all that promotion was not wasted there, Mr. Slade and Mr. <laughs> Uh, I can be honest with you guys. Carson's channel is awesome. If you like gambling, like you said, go over there. It's a great time. Uh, great entertainment. He'll keep you entertained. And my experiences with Dave's rubs was Monday night. I made some bone-in chicken breasts, had some friends over, and can't tell you enough. Not only the taste, Dave, was amazing, 
but how juicy the chicken became. And we all know white meat chicken can become very dry. And I was just the total opposite with Dave's rubs. Please check them out. Willow seasonings. You will not be disappointed. Uh, we'll definitely get his graphics and a uh, little advertisement on our shows, future shows coming up. Yeah. And just to let everybody know, I forgot to put this out. Uh, if you go to willowseasonings.com, you can order your seasonings. Like I said, we'll ship. If you use KNK15, so that's the letter K, the apprehend sign, letter K15, use that at checkout and you'll get a 15% discount for anybody. That'll go through the month of September. Awesome, Dave. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you guys ready to roll? We've got a nice little yeah. hour show for you guys. Sis, are you ready? I think I need to know what's on your mind. I think uh, Carson and Dave, you're new to this segment. Sis, uh, this is our usual Wednesday segment, but we were on vacation yesterday. Uh, what's on Sis's mind is simple. What's on Sis's mind? He's going to tell us what's going on in the sports world. That's you know, and he'll ask us, and we'll just rapid, quick hitter answers towards it. Doesn't have to be a one-word answer, but we'll just uh, have a little fun with it and see what's on his mind. Okay, you're up, Mister Sis. All right, here we go, fellas. Right out of the gate tonight, I noticed New Orleans and the Raiders are going to have this COVID policy where you're going to have to show proof that you've been vaccinated or to get into the games, you're going to have to be tested 72 hours prior to the game. And my question is to you guys in the audience tonight, do you think the NFL is going to follow this policy with all the rest of the teams, or is it just up to each team what their policy is going to be? We'll, we'll start with Dave, and then we'll go to Kenny, and then I'll go to Carson. Okay. Um, uh, one, I think each team's going to set their own policy. The Broncos have come out, and they have announced that Vaccinated and unvaccinated uh, patrons are welcome. Um, you don't even have to wear a mask if you don't want to. So they're not going to require that. And the stadium is going to be full capacity. So I, I think each team is going to set their own policies based on state guidance and things like that. Can but, if you're, but if you're going to a stadium that's doing this, you might want to show up like six hours early if everybody's going to have to show proof of a, a vaccination, right? Or you're going to have to be prior tested 72 hours before the game that you're clean and you, you know, you're, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it works. Yep. Kenny. I agree with Dave. I think uh, he, he hit it all on the button there. I, I, I will say, you know, I think it would, benefit like look at your broncos last year dave you all your quarterbacks got stuck with covid and you ended up like pretty much forfeiting a game last year with with that situation that happened over there in the denver quarterback room uh i think you need some kind of policy and uh you know going forward until uh you know all joking aside we, we you know told this covid thing is uh straightened out plain and simple Carson. Yeah, I'm with both of you guys. I think each team's going to have their own different rule and philosophy on how they want to 
go about doing this. Um, I think some are more strict than others. I, I think I heard the other day, I think the Falcons are like the first team to be fully vaccinated and everybody else is kind of just going what their own uh, belief and system is. Uh, but, you know, as long as they're taking practices and doing what's right and, you know, being responsible along the way, um, you know, you saw it with baseball. Um, you know, they were, they were having fans back in the stands. Wasn't really too many problems there. I don't see an issue uh, with football, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, and again, it is a different time of year. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more colds come back again because it is uh, the weather's changing again. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think there's going to be different uh, different uh, restrictions for different teams based on uh, the uh, the location they're in. Got some comments I want to share, sis, before your next, uh, what, what else is on your mind? Uh, Matt, okay. ready for the K&K RMSR draft or, lottery, or draft lottery will be this evening. Find out what position our inaugural uh, K&K versus RMSR draft. We're going to draft, we're going to pull the lottery balls later. Uh, good friend Johnny Bielin, busting Kurtz Chops, go Teddy with the crying emoji, laughing. Uh, <laughs> Matt, the K and K fifteen uh, percent discount again. Thank you, Dave, for that. Our good friend from Intercept Your Lunch, Marty Joints. Check out his podcast. Great, great uh, lunchtime podcast. Get your uh, fix out there. Hey guys, sorry I've been away for a while. Did Alabama lose to Miami yet? Sis? <laughs> <laughs> and our good friend no Richie Fitzpeka. What's up, gentlemen? What's up, Richie? No shot. <laughs> we'll get into that a little later. That's good. <laughs> what else is on your mind, sis? Yeah. Um, the next thing I like to talk about is, you know, again, the audience, you guys, your opinions. Jones basically is the only quarterback who hasn't played a down yet in preseason. Brady has. This one has, that one has. Do you think that's a good move on a, on Joe Judge's part? I mean, he didn't exactly set it on fire last year. Why do you think they're waiting for Sunday till they play New England to turn this kid loose? Is, are they are they hiding something? We'll start with Carson. Yeah, there could be something wrong with Daniel. I mean, maybe his mental health isn't 100% there yet, trying to get him back into the swing of things. Maybe he needs more reps uh, coming out of practice before they want to let him loose uh, into an actual game. There's always the whole uh, philosophy of risking injury, of course. Um, but I think I think it's up to the team at that point. I think Daniel Jones is going to be fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is that is a weird thing to see that he's not gotten any snaps yet, but he hasn't been – I, not that I know of, of any kind of injuries, um, but you, you never know what's going on. Sister, Mr. Mr. Paul Rosen saying good evening. Good evening, Paul. I'd love to have you on for our NFL preview in a couple of weeks. Giants, we've got to get many Giant fans. we got to get as many Giant fans in two weeks with us. Mr. Slade, what do you think about um, this? You know, I think this is becoming a trend around the NFL uh, for players. Um, Von Miller hasn't played for the Broncos yet. Uh, Cortland Sutton hasn't played. Melvin Gordon hasn't played. But I think it affects quarterback a lot more. 
Um, and, and you would think you would want to get your quarterback out there and get him hit as many snaps as you can get him to sort of build that chemistry and, you know, get back in a groove of, uh, with your receivers and, and everything else. So I find it a little bit strange with a quarterback, uh, that they would do this. So hopefully it's not an injury related thing. Mm-hmm. Kenny. I'm a little worried, sis, and I'm worried we're going to get off to a slow start this year, starting in week one against Dave and Kurt and Matt, everybody over at Rocky Mountain Sports. Their Broncos, I think, are going to come in because they're hot in this preseason, and uh, we're not. So I think I, – I truly believe that momentum shifts over into the season. And this has me a little worried of a couple things. You don't have competition for – Daniel Jones, two years in a row. Last year was Colt McCoy as our backup. This year's Mike Glennon, not taking Daniel Jones' job. Two, you got Barkley who's hurt, and you're not going to have any chemistry going into Week One. And in my opinion, easily a top five defense who can be the top defense as far their ceiling could be number one. The Broncos, and you're going to go into that in Week One without any reps. I don't like it. I, I'm, I don't like it, sis, and I, it's setting up a recipe for a slow start this year. We like it. Okay. The, I'm sure you The Broncos do. definitely like it because we haven't won a September football game in two years, so it would be nice we, uh, to, uh, we started to start off, off right. We started off 0-6 last year. Well, you'll start 0-1 right this year, but we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks on our kickoff show. Couple more comments, sis. Danny Dimes from Matt Sif, Matt Staffiero saying Danny Dimes needs all the reps he can get. Wonder if he's not grasping the scheme. Johnny Beeland saying that nah, DJ is good. A lot of starters didn't play this preseason. Uh, Paul Rosen, JJ being cautious, Joe Judge that is being cautious. He's had reps in practice, sis. Uh, Matt's also saying wonder if he's seeing ghosts like other former New York quarterbacks. LOL. <laughs> And Kurt chiming in, Broncos D going to eat that Giants up all game long. You know, again, Beeland saying that a lot of quarterbacks haven't. I disagree with that. You had Tom Brady playing in preseason. You know, you had the kid Wilson from the Jets who's looked phenomenal in preseason. Now, I heard, I think it was yesterday, Carson Wentz is supposedly supposedly back at practice with the Colts. He was supposed to be out like maybe 12 weeks and it's only three weeks and this kid, he, he might be ready to go. And God willing, I hope he is, man. I hope he finally gets over the, uh, the hurdle and, uh, you know, he's able to do some stuff. So, you know. You got anything else on your mind, sis? That's uh, – that's pretty much it for tonight. I mean, you know, we touched on pretty much everything, and um, I'm really looking forward to opening Saturday with all the with all the get some really good college games on opening day, and obviously everybody knows the one I'm looking forward to. So, you know. <laughs> 
That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, the great start to the show, sis. Uh, I think we should bring in our sis. Since we didn't do our show yesterday, I think it's only fit to do our other weekly Wednesday segment. And uh, this has to do with Dave and his Denver Broncos, our good friend Michael Briggs, Briggsy Bronco Mania, guys. Uh, yep. For those who don't know, uh, Wednesday, we usually do a segment in honor of our good friend Michael Briggs, who passed away tragically a few months ago. One of the biggest uh, Bronco fans you would ever meet on the East Coast, along with Kurt. Uh, so we do a little weekly segment. The two things he loved was his Denver Broncos and wrestling. So we've been doing a lot of Broncos, and rightfully so, because they've been in the news each week. And uh, Dave, I'll start with you. Teddy Bridgewater was named the starting quarterback this week. Surprise to a lot of people. In my defense, wasn't a big surprise to me, but uh, I'll get Sis and Carson's thoughts on it as well. But love to start with you, Dave, and your thoughts on the whole situation over there. I, I was shocked. Um, I, I, I think Teddy probably does deserve it, but I thought the Broncos would have a philosophy of let's really see what Drew Locke has. Let's see if Drew Locke is going to be the future. And I, I thought maybe they would roll him out week one. Uh, and I think this comes down to, and we've had a lot of conversations about this since uh, about noon yesterday when the news broke uh, within the RMSR group. Um, it, it's crazy how divided people are out here. And there's actually some people that are just, they're so mad right now. They don't even want to watch the Broncos. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to take that approach. I've been a Drew Locke supporter since before he was drafted by the Broncos. That's who I wanted the Broncos to draft that year. Um, but you know what? I'm a Bronco fan first. So, yeah, I, I we're all wondering now what this spells for Drew Locke's career in Denver. Is he done? Is Denver, you know? We don't look, really look at Drew Locke as a backup type quarterback. Um, he's more of a guy who you develop a game plan for him. He's not a guy who is going to come off the bench, you know, if, if Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt and, and, and sparks the team. He's more of a long-term replacement if you need that. And so we're definitely shocked, or some of us are, you know, that, that Teddy got the call. But uh, I thought about it overnight, and I think it's the right call. I mean – He's he's safe and and Drew has just been too inconsistent and apparently he just did not convince the coaches that he was not going to be uh, that you know consistent and I think one of the biggest problems that uh, Pat Shermer let out of the bag today is that Drew was really struggling with the communication between the coordinator to the huddle. You know, a lot of miscues going on in the huddle, miscommunication and things like that. And that's where things really will start to break down is with the communication. So I think that's something he's going to have to learn if he wants to be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL going forward. Great, great point. I'm going to go to Carson. But I'm going to read some some comments. Our good friend Johnny Beelan, he could sometimes be controversial, Dave. And I'd love to send them over to, to your shows. <laughs> By the way, do you guys see Sis's traps? The gym needs to be banned. The gym needs to be banned from him. 
<laughs> Johnny Beelan also coming back saying shocked in response to you, Dave. You saw what Locke had last year. He did nothing. Same team as last year. Bridgewater is a solid starter. I disagree a little bit with that, Dave. I'll let you take, you know, if you want to come back at that. Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton was hurt all last year. He had some injuries over there. Right. He, I mean, Locke had a lot of things stacked up against him last year. Um, a new coordinator. You know, a guy that he meshed with is Gangarella. They did good his rookie year. He goes 4-1 and one at the end of the season. Looks like they're going, and Vic Fangio fires him. You know, and then brings in Pat Shermer, uh, who everybody knows Pat Shermer is not good at developing young quarterbacks. Look what he was doing to Daniel Jones. You probably did that guy a disservice as well. Right. You know, um, so they had that, and then you have COVID. So now he's trying to learn all this new stuff, and he's trying to learn a, a, a sophisticated offense like the West Coast offense via Zoom meetings and things like that. And I, I just think the Broncos have set Drew Locke up for failure from the beginning, um, just with the way they've handled him. He was a second-round draft pick. This should have really been his first year of starting, you know. His first two years should have really been developmental, you know. Let him sit behind a good veteran and learn. Um, so we thought, you know, and I thought, I mean, he showed some improvement at the end of last year. If you look at his last five or six games, he was not horrible. He wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. Um, and the reason I say I'm surprised or shocked is Teddy Bridgewater is not blowing the roof off any buildings either. You know, so you're thinking, okay, Locke's the incumbent. He, he, he can't be that bad where Teddy's going to come in and unseat him. And I don't think that – Teddy did anything that much more superior to uh, Locke. And, and a lot of people say this was planned from the beginning that Teddy was going to be the starter. And it was just sort of a, a sham of a competition. Right. So, yeah, that, that's why we're sort of shocked. You know, I think Locke was on the right track. A couple more quick comments and then I'll go to Carson. Matt Staffiero saying Teddy was the day one option. Hashtag trade lock. If you're if you're Vic, you made your choice. Paul Rosen with their defense, meaning the Broncos, they need a quarterback who is a game manager and not a turnover machine. Uh, is also saying exactly Teddy breeds efficiency. And here's a typical Kurt, typical Kurt Valenti comment. Yesterday I was pissed. Today I'm all in with today I'm all in, baby. Rolling with Teddy B. Let's go. And I'll add to that. Few week, few months ago, we had a, a little wagering show, and Kurt won a jersey on our uh, free agent picks. There, I'm going to buy him a Teddy Bridgewater jersey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> to add to his collection, Carson. What are your thoughts on the the Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with David. I think it was kind of a shock, um, especially with the kind of year Drew Lock did have last year. wasn't the greatest, but he did show signs of improvement towards the end of the season last year. I see a lot of a um, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles kind of situation with the Bears last year to what Denver has now. You know, they're going with Teddy. I could very easily see Drew take a couple games at starting position, go back and forth, uh, run a man for a couple uh, drives down the field uh, and see what he can do. I think he'll still play a role. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. 
Um, but I think it's, 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 it's set in stone for now, but I think it can go back and forth either way. And I think Drew Locke is going to, um, he's, he's going to really show up in, in, in the practices and, and, and in the drills. And I think he'll get more playing time as the year goes on, but I think there's going to be back and forth competing for uh, that starting role, but I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be back for sure. <clears throat> And sis, I want you to answer this question from, it's not really a question from John, it's an opinion from John Bielan. Judy is a terrible route runner in his opinion. KJ Hamler is better than Judy and Sutton also in his opinion. What do you think about that, sis, from Jerry Judy being an Alabama guy? First of all, Bielan's an Alabama hater. He's a Jet fan. So basically, that's all I'm going to say about that. Two strikes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even three. Two and he's done. What's your thoughts on Bridgewater, sis? I know you were surprised. Yeah. Um, here's my first question, and Dave brought this up, and I think it's a great point. Denver's always had a quarterback issue for the last five, six years. Now. You're not starting this kid, Locke. Is Teddy Bridgewater your quarterback for the next five years? That's one. Yeah. And number two, do they trade Locke now? Do, do, do they give him a chance to go somewhere? Because like Dave said, and I agree with Dave, that kid's not a backup quarterback. Um. I think they they went with Teddy because their jobs are on the line. Number exactly. one, exactly. He he's he's a scrambler. He's going to give the Giants fits. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But it's all about their jobs and it's all about money, like it always is. So I think that's way that that way is the reason why they named this kid to start it. Don't get me wrong; he's a pretty decent quarterback. Personally, do I think he's going to be in Denver for five years? No, because he, 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 he's injury prone. And again, Denver's basically in the same boat when they had Case Keenum and all these other quarterbacks. So Kurt's bubble is busted, unfortunately, because, you know, I, I don't – I mean, the first three games, they, they might come out of the gate three and out. But as the season goes on, their, their schedule is going to get harder and harder. So I think it's going to be a, a long trip to the playoffs for the Denver Broncos. I'd love to start a pot up just for a couple minutes. And I this is just a bold prediction on why they did this, Dave. And Matt, everybody else listening out there. There's a guy out there in Green Bay who's on a one-year contract. I know you're shaking your head, Dave. <laughs> Just hear me out. If Teddy Bridgewater is not the quarterback, all of us agree he's not going to be a quarterback for the next three, five years. This could be just a one-year fill-in at the starter, and you bring in Aaron Rodgers for, for three-year contract, and you go after Mahomes for the next three years, and then you look at your future after that. That's just a bold prediction <laughs> I'm throwing out there. Start things up. That, that's pretty bold. We start I, a pot up. I, I have gone on the record uh, saying that 
I do not want Aaron Rodgers. And not because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not good. Aaron Rodgers is one going to cost you a lot of draft capital. Um, he's not a free agent next year. He still has to be traded. He still has yep. a, a time on his contract. So he's not walking away. So Green Bay is going to try to get whatever Green Bay can get. And why do you want to pursue a 39-year-old quarterback if you're trying to fix your problem for the future? Totally you're just kicking the can down the road is all you're yes, doing. You and that's exactly yeah. what they did with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You put Drew Locke out there and you find out what he can do. And if he can't do it, then you know next year that you have to fix your quarterback problem. But you, you have – I propose this in our, our room today. To trade him to, to Atlanta for Matt Ryan. You know, Drew Locke and some other pieces and get Matt Ryan. I'd rather have Matt Ryan because he's three years younger than Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and maybe uh, Drew Locke will go somewhere and get a coach that'll work with him. So Matt same, thinks he'll be same a perfect kind of quarterback over there, too. Yeah. So. Great point. Great yeah. point. All right, guys, I think that's going to conclude Bronco Mania. I do want to stick with NFL. And uh, go into some of the quarterback battles. Uh, we just talked about, you know, segue right into some other quarterback battles uh, and slash rookie quarterbacks so far. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start this one with Sis, and then I'll go to Dave and Carson. Over in San Francisco, nobody's been named a starter yet. You got Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Sis, I'm going to give you their first eight weeks. And I want you to tell me who you think the starter will be and if that job is going to be safe for them. So the 49ers open up against Carson's Lions on the road. Then they got the Eagles on the road. Packers at home. Seahawks at home. Cardinals away. Colts at home. Bears away. Cardinals at uh, Cardinals home. That's their first eight games, sis. Are you going to roll with a rookie quarterback with that schedule, or are you going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo and if Jimmy Garoppolo starts off bad, is Trey Lance going to come in, or are they just going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo over there at San Francisco? You know, my gut tells me they're going to roll the dice and go with this kid, Trey Lance. I don't know why. I could be dead wrong. Um and then you look at the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has not looked good. They named him the starter. Again, it, playing playing high school, college, pros, the whole new ball game. The only kid, in my opinion, that I've seen this preseason that deserves to be a starter as a rookie is the kid Wilson on the Jets. Even my boy Mac Jones. They're not, they're just not ready yet. They're better off learning and sitting and learning the system. You know, you're putting all this money into these guys. Like, what's the rush? Right. Jaguars, I could see. I mean, you know, you got to start the kid Lawrence, but he, but it, seriously, he, he's looked off. He's looked off. I mean, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I just don't think it's going to be this year. I'm going to read a couple comments. I'm going to go to Dave. Uh, Johnny Bielen, again, got to go on the Rocky Mountain Sports Report, <laughs> Johnny. Uh, Johnny Bielen wants the Broncos to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Matt's saying I'll pass. And 
Uh, Johnny, Matt, and uh, what you want, Trulock, Matt, and Matt was uh, a Bridgewater guy. Uh, John, I think he he's more te more team Teddy. Uh, Matt saying weeks one to four, Jimmy G. Jimmy does what he does best: tweaks an ankle, turn the rookie loose, meaning Trey Lance. And they don't call me the lock flogger for nothing. I have been riding the lock train for almost a year. Ask Mr. Slade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what yeah. do you think going on over there in San Francisco? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Jimmy G is not really that bad of a quarterback. Um, the guy has been sort of plagued with some untimely injuries. I mean, how many years removed is San Francisco from Super Bowl with Jimmy Two. G as the quarterback? Two. Yeah, basically the same team. You know, so you have a quarterback who took your team to the Super Bowl. You know, he's had some unfortunate injuries. I mean, why are you going to put a guy in here who played at North Dakota State and just throw him to the Lions right away? I, I agree with Matt. Um, I, I think they're going to start. Garoppolo now whether Garoppolo gets hurt or he's just not efficient or Shanahan just wants to move on I, I think sometime this season and it may be within the first eight games is when we'll see Trey Lance come in and take over for San Francisco Steve, I, I kind of feel what Dave's saying but I think a lot of people are looking at Garoppolo two years ago, had he hit that pass in the Super Bowl, they would have won that Super Bowl because there wasn't that much time left. And I think it's sad that they're hanging this kid because he overshot that receiver. So Garoppolo should be the starter, I agree. But I kind of have a gut feeling they're going to they're gonna throw it to this kid, Trey Lance. I don't know why. And they may. It's like Matt Matt Staffiero has said before. Quarterbacks are overvalued now. No doubt. Um, I mean, guy, and and Sis said it. These guys aren't ready to play yet, you know. Um, but the quarterback position is so overvalued in the NFL now that you're getting people like Trey Lance taken with the number three pick overall with. Five, ten years ago, this guy would have been a second or third round pick. No doubt. You know, and, and put on the bench to develop. And now they're trying to rush these guys. And I think yeah. that where we end up with a lot of problems with these younger QBs. And uh, Carson, I'm going to get to you. I'm going to read some comments. Our good friend Will Cologne from Divalos Builds. They come on right after us on I 95. Uh, Builds talk and NFL talk. Uh, great show. Jealous of their team. And their quarterback, because I wanted Josh Allen a couple of years ago. Uh, he's got a hot take. Jimmy G starts this year and is in Miami next year, taking over for Tua. That's his hot take. Uh, Johnny Bealen, 24-8 and eight career record for Jimmy Garoppolo, almost 70% passing percentage. I'll take that over Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I think I may as well. Well, this guy will not. Matt is saying, Matt's prediction is Garoppolo is a Houston Texan next year. That What's wouldn't your surprise thoughts on me. The whole 49er thing, Carson. Yeah, I'll quickly reference uh, Bryce's comment, and he makes a good point. He said, Why would you start a rookie Trey Lance, especially in this division, the NFC West? You're going up against the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, all have 
really good quarterback. So I don't really see Trey Lance starting over Jimmy G. Elon makes a great point. I think Garoppolo is underrated. Um, I think you got to go with the vet. Um, you know, he's had a decent career. He's been to a Super Bowl. I think you got to go um, Jimmy G here. I think I think he's. I mean, he's he's not bad. I think he's. Uh, there's there's not a reason to uh, to bench him. I, I think Lance maybe down the road, maybe three four years from now. But I don't see now. I think Jimmy G is a starter for sure. I get, like, Matt's gonna sit. Matt's coming back saying he's not saying he's a bad quarterback. He just doesn't want the health concerns. I get that. Uh, he's also saying quarterbacks don't come in with the same character traits like they used to. These kids come in with a sense entitlement. Totally agree. I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo's job unless he obviously gets hurt. This schedule, first eight games minus the first two games. I don't want to put a rookie quarterback in there facing. Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals defense, Colts deep again at home. I'm not putting that kid in there with that schedule playing his first game unless he's starting week one, which I don't think he is. I think it's Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo's job right now. And kind of like a Jordan Love thing, ease him into the into the role. Let Jimmy G take over the team this year and like Dave said, they two years ago they were in the Super Bowl. One one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, it was a bad throw, but the defense and what Jimmy Garoppolo does as a veteran can get them back to the Super Bowl again this year, in my opinion, in the NFC, which is wide open. Another quarterback, uh, definitely want to touch this one. I'll start this one with Dave Carson. New England. Can- uh, I mean, uh, Dave, let's go Dave first. We'll go to Sis last, the Alabama guy. I, I think this might be the toughest one to make a call on. Um, 